I'm gaveling in the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, September the 14th, 2020. Let the record show that we started four minutes after five. And uh, so I'm called things to order. And, uh, and I, uh, before we begin, I just, uh, I want to apologize to Mr. Needham for being short with him last meeting. Um, so hopefully he can accept that apology. Uh, we guess the silver lining to all of that last week was we probably uh, jinnied up the uh, viewership for uh, today's meeting. Okay, so uh, that takes us to the adoption of the agenda. Are there any additions to be had? Uh, there are none, Your Worship. Uh, any deletions, Mr. Parker? Um, there are none, Your Worship. Okay, uh, that takes us to the minutes of the August 24th, 2020 regular council meeting. Are there any uh, changes that are required there? Your Worship, can I request that someone um, move the minutes or correction, move the agenda? Okay. Uh, somebody want to move the agenda? That's uh, Mr. Mr. Good, and he will move it with it as presented. Correct. All in favor? And uh, to the minutes, does is anyone wishing to? Uh, Make a motion to adopt those as presented, or do we need to make a change here? I'll make that motion to adopt the uh, minutes as presented. All in favor? And just on a side note, so councils are aware, happy birthday, Ruth. <laughs> uh, are there any uh, public hearings, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Uh, any presentations to be had today? Uh, there are none. Okay. That takes us to bylaw 2077, amendment 1891 to add funeral service, services as a discretionary use. Good evening. Uh, so I'm here to present uh, first for first reading bylaw 2077, which adds funeral services to uh, six land use districts in, uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I'll get you to turn on your camera. Absolutely. Where is that? No, there. There you go. Thank you. Okay. So this bylaw adds uh, funeral services, which is a defined use within our land use bylaw, to six districts in the land use bylaw. We received an application for this purpose. The application requested seven land use districts, uh, but we have chosen to present a bylaw that only includes the use within six of the districts. In all cases, it's a discretionary use. So it still depends on the circumstances of the specific site, whether the applicant would receive a development permit and that or that decision would go to the Municipal Planning Commission. I have provided for council a map that shows the six districts where we are including the use, as well as two districts where it is currently within our land use bylaw. And, um, and the district, the M1A district, where it is, um, where it was requested but not included. Um, so that's the, those are the details. Um, we would propose that we hold a public hearing at the following council meeting. So we've arranged for all of our communication um, to go forward to provide for that. I have referred this application uh, to all of our municipal neighbors per our intermunicipal development plan, PLANZA. So you have two options. First is to provide first reading to bylaw 2077. And the second is to not provide a first reading to bylaw 2077. We would recommend that you do so, that you do provide first reading, which would allow us to schedule the public hearing. It would provide discretion to administration in making a decision if the bylaw were to pass. And it would allow the applicant who has proposed the planning spiral amendment to make a subsequent application for a development permit. So I can take any questions that council would, uh, would have. 
So if um, it would be at the point where they were actually specifying a development permit someplace that the parking would be considered there. Yes. Okay, thanks. Funeral services. Uh, it was for a, a cremation service. Was was that ever put in? Was... We amended the definition for funeral services at that last uh, bylaw that dealt with this type of topic, and we did specify within the bylaw that crematoriums are a part of uh, a they're a part of that general use. Okay, but uh, did uh, the current funeral services service provider did he uh, actually put in a crematorium yes that oh. development permit was put forward and approved oh. by the mpc good good that should reduce the costs <laughs> uh, they're pretty expensive okay very good so uh any other questions of ms modi Anybody wishing to uh, uh, make a uh, first reading? For first reading, okay, bylaw for first reading, uh, moved by Councillor Needham, all in favor? Okay, and so you're advertising it and coming back later. That's right, thank you. Okay. So, uh, the uh, next item on the agenda is on under unfinished business, and this is a request for decision for the mask and edu education plan. Uh, good evening, your worship and council. So following up on the last two council meetings, um, have before you a outline of a plan for uh, public education surrounding masks and voluntary use in the community of Peace River. Um, not sure if council has any questions on the plan as presented or if they'd like me to go through it. Yep. I know I we spoke earlier about this, but just so that you could give the information to council as well. Is this something that uh, that we can bring forward and uh, invite our surrounding neighbors to uh, also hopefully do this in their communities? So this plan is certainly adaptable to other communities. Um, what it requires is buy-in from the organization and from their council. So assuming that the councils of the neighboring communities agreed that they wanted to pursue a plan like this, it could be applied to them, yes. Is that also something that, uh, as, as far as what we're doing here, is that something that uh, you would reach out to our surrounding neighbors and say, hey, this is what we've done, and if you're interested, this is what we've done? As a point of practice, no, typically we don't reach out on those types of things. If council wished that administration would reach out afterwards, that is something that could happen. Um, but that was not the intention with this. The focus of this plan was purely for the town of Peace River and that boundary. Okay, and the only reason why I asked that is we're one of the, uh, the central hubs where there's a lot of people that come into our community to do their shopping, to use a swimming pool, et cetera, just stuff like that. And that's why I wanted to ask those questions. Um, Ms. Hume, um, would the the key messages, if the ones that are listed anyhow, would they uh, also be put out in uh, sort of a PDF format that businesses or whoever could print them out if they wanted to use the towns rather than AHSs yep. or something? Absolutely. Okay, thank well, you. I'd be repurposing AHS materials and their messaging, um, but the materials that we would produce could certainly be distributed that way. Like an eight and a half by yep. 11 poster that we see. Okay, totally. thanks. thanks. Good. Anyone wishing to make a motion then? Mr. Good. I'd like to direct the council direct staff to implement the plan as presented. So I take it that's option one. Option one. All in favor? Okay. Thank you very much. 
So there's a, I, I'm actually don't quite understand why this one's under new business, but uh, nonetheless, it's a request for a decision regarding the request for tax penalty relief. I think we, we heard the presentation from Mr. Hatchie. It, that is correct, uh, Your Worship. Uh, so Mr. Hatchie, uh, first approach to administration. Administration has no right to give out um, tax relief. Uh, he came before, uh, we, we recommended uh, he goes before council. Um, we asked for a full presentation. He just had a quick email saying, well, listen, um, you know, basically I was out of town uh, for a few years. I thought my bank was paying it. Uh, council requested more information from his bank to say why they didn't pay it. They said he had a particular type of uh, home line uh, mortgage, which uh, they can't uh, make payments on that case. Um, and he had that uh, type of mortgage since 2012, which actually um, backs the type of records that we have because we would, we, if a bank pays it, we get these electronic transfers now. And uh, when we were going through the history, we saw that uh, there were some times when it was late and it'd be paid, uh, um, you know, a couple of days later, uh, past the deadline. And so um, basically uh, Mr. Hatchie, um, we fulfilled all the terms that we were supposed to, uh, according to the Municipal Government Act, and uh, Mr. Hatchie uh, just uh, failed to ensure that uh, his taxes were paid on time. Now, um, as a, a note, he has paid the taxes uh, completely up to this point. So if council was to uh, over uh, or, or not accept a recommendation from, from administration, we'd be giving a refund if, uh, if council so chooses. Okay. Any questions of Mr. Parker? Yeah, I have one. Okay. So, Mr. Parker, you you mean all taxes, penalties, everything, every outstanding cent on his uh, account is taken care of? Correct. Okay, I, I'd be prepared to make a motion if no one else has any okay. other questions. Okay. So, so I'll I'll move that uh, that we take uh, option one. That we decline to waive or reimburse tax penalties on the. Noted tax roll 404130. Okay. okay, all in favor? Okay, thank you. Uh, the next item under new business is request for decision on snow and ice policy. Thank you, Worship and Council. Uh, this is a continuation from the discussion from the GMP session that uh, we had last week in which we were discussing the snow and ice maintenance policy. We noted a, a couple of things that uh, council had brought up and uh, request uh, administration to, to look at. And we've kind of looked at that and uh, made some changes to the previous iteration of the policy. And the big one there is changing broadband hours to daylight hours when residents are at work and providing less of an impact residents reducing staff overtime hours. Changing the day of the roadband to non-garbage and non-recycling days, arranging the roadband days to minimize disruption to neighborhoods. And uh, one other concern was uh, just around uh, what happens if there's no snow on those uh, during those parking bands, which we added uh, clause 4.4.2, which states on days during the effective winter period where there's not been a snowfall event for the previous 72 hours, and there's less than 50 millimeters of total snow accumulation on the traveled surface, the parking ban will not be enforced until such time as a new snowfall event occurs. And administration hopes this kind of answers some of the, the concerns that we had in there. Councillor Good. Sort of going along with the thoughts that led to this. If, for example, let's say whatever street, pick a street, um, snows and then it's plowed and there's no snow. After it's been plowed, what would be the reason for the road ramp? Well, there unless is, there's another snowfall event. And that's right? why we put um, until there's a new snowfall event in there. Okay, but they can't park during that 72 hours. But uh, by reading this, where there hasn't been a snowfall event for 72 hours, they really couldn't the park 72 within hours 72 previous hours. To that. And 
So why not put something like 72 hours or if it has been plowed? Yeah. Uh, because then like if, if you guys get to it fairly quickly within 24 hours or 48. Well, and but if it's been plowed, then you're gonna have the less than 50 mils on the, the traveled surface then. And that would take care of that portion. So it's a, or how about a, so, or there is less than 50. So if you haven't had a snowfall event for the previous 24, 72 hours, right. and there's less than 50 millimeters of total snow accumulation, so you get less than two right. inches on the road, then the parking bans wouldn't be in effect. So it's 24 hours and it's been plowed. Mm -hmm. And the parking ban is still in effect. No, it doesn't, wouldn't come into effect at that point. Well, it doesn't until say more, it says and. So it has to have, it has to fulfill both of the criteria. It has to be 72 hours and less than 50 before you can park. No, I, I, that would be correct. You'd want both in there because if it's more than 50 mils, we're going to want the ability to plow in there. I, I understand. I, maybe Regardless I'm, of the time. Maybe I'm not understanding or not, but probably more likely I'm not explaining it well enough. Okay. Snow falls on Friday night. Yes. Sunday morning, you guys plow the street. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it hasn't been 72 hours since the snowfall, but the road is now clear. Yeah. There's less than 50 millimeters of snow on the road because you've basically plowed it off. What's the reason for the next 48 hours of road ban under those conditions? The road's clear, etc. No, I hear what you're saying. Okay. And uh, just trying to think if replacing the N with the OR is going to... The uh, only thing that OR doesn't work for yeah. is you're at 48 millimeters and you've wanted to get to that road and you can't because yeah. there's people parked all over it. That's why I'm saying where there hasn't been a snowfall event of maybe 24 hours or, you know, I'd say just describe mm -hmm. it a bit more because I think we're both trying to get to the same place yeah. in this. So maybe I would leave that with you to come up with wording that would work for that. Okay. That that's my input into that. Deputy Mayor Manager. Thank you. So on four point four point three, I, I raised the question last time, and I still have the same question that I don't really understand the last kind of clauses the next following Monday and all that business. And then it refers to 451. And I think that should be something else because there is no 451. Just looking at where you're looking at it. Page five of 13 under the chart. Yeah. 443. I thought I understood it, but reading it again, I'm not sure what that says. So this ban will be in effect 12 hours after the snowfall event has ended from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily and remain in force until the next following Monday, at which point the parking bans noted in 4.5.1. And you're right, it should be 4.4.1. Uh, so we can change that. the part about in force into the next following Monday. Yes, so uh, that one there is uh, j just making sure that during those extreme and heavy snowfall events that we've got adequate time to get in and clear those routes. And we want to have uh, those parking bans in effect until uh, that is cleared. And that gives uh, Public Works a bit of the weekend to, to comply with that as well. Thank and, you. And like I said, that would only be during major and extreme snowfall events. So there the priority is to get those routes clear. Councilor Ford. Oh, thank you. I'm just looking at your priority maps here. And I see on page 10 of 13 of the report, 
Um, you have one street, I think it's, I can't read, but I do believe it's 102nd Avenue, which would be west of the, uh, the intersection off of 83rd Street by United Floors there. Would that not, it's listed here as priority three, but that would that not be a- No, a that one would, should be- Priority one, because uh, that's where our other fire hall is. It's just a case of updating or mapping for that one. Okay, and uh, I do notice it's uh, on the other on the other map, it falls under the blading because there's no sidewalks on each side. So you're just pushing that snow into the ditch. Now. Yeah. Okay. So we can update that map as part of this. Yeah, Jim, yeah, just uh, three short questions. So uh, lots of references to our agreement with Alberta Transportation, and I know we've got a, a long-standing uh, policy with them. So new bridge, new access points. Uh, there'd be a new service level. So I guess my question was, uh, if you had any discussion with Alberta Transportation as to how those operational, the add-ons are going to be handled, have you got to that point yet? I think we've got a, a pretty good understanding for most of it. I think the, the one in question is just uh, confirming the new roundabout on the north side. And basically, at this point, I'm taking that the interpretation is uh, the way that we uh, we would treat that one the same way as we treat the roundabout downtown, where as they're clearing the traffic circle, we're clearing from the aprons out from the circle. Okay. So I would see that you know uh, the same would be in effect for the that north traffic circle as well. Okay. Uh, just uh, one other, if I may. Uh, so on the map, uh, I guess Appendice C, I guess, it's the permanent snow route, uh, but it's the, the, the Kaufman Hill. I thought we, and it's on that particular map, it's painted red to the, looks like the top of the boundary line of NSC. Did, did we not agree with NSC that they're going to do maintenance on Kaufman Hill? Yes, uh, that is true. We, we still kind of go up and kind of plow a little bit of that. So there's a bit of give and take between ourselves and Northern Sunrise County. But essentially they come down Kaufman Hill, come down uh, just where that old uh, uh, car dealership was and then turn around and go back up the hill at that point. Okay. So they have to come down all the way anyway. Yeah, okay, so the fact that it's, okay, I, I guess what caught my attention was the fact it was coated red, but it, okay, so it. Yeah, it's you know, technically we're responsible for it, but we do have an agreement with All right, good, all right, thanks, uh, thanks, Jim. Perhaps we can get a motion so we can clear this off the uh, off the desk. Can we uh, get a motion to adopt the snow and ice policy with the recommended uh, amendments? Mr. I'll Board. make that motion, Your Worship. All in favor? Thank you, Council. This goes to the reports. You might as well stay there, uh, Mr. McQuaig. Because the first one up is engineering and infrastructure monthly report. So is there anything you you want to highlight in there? Well, Your Worship, uh, I think the, the big one to highlight is uh, definitely the completion of Reservoir 365. Uh, we do have one piece of uh, to change as part of that project, the check valve just up on 103rd Street, but essentially the uh, Reservoir 365 is up operational commission and uh, is working very well. We had a ribbon cutting last Friday and thanks to all those who attended. Uh, our paving overlay project is something else I'd like to kind of uh, point out is that uh, we'll be having work starting on uh, 75th uh, in the north end. Uh, probably starting later this week. Uh, we have our startup meeting last week for that one. And there's a case of just freeing up paving crews from the bridge project. Uh, we're currently down paving 106th for neighborhood renewal. 
And once they're done that, they will be flipping up to the north end to start to that project up there. And we'll also be having pavement overlays done on 72nd and 73rd avenues as well. Uh, and as well, we'll be taking care of all our water break uh, pavement repairs uh, that we've had over the last year. We'll be focusing on those and some select curb and gutter and sidewalk replacements as well. So glad to kind of see that one get underway. And the last one I will kind of point out is our uh, wastewater treatment plant aeration tank cleaning project, uh, which is a fairly large uh, project uh, for the wastewater treatment plant to get our two aeration cells cleaned out and put back into operation and including replacement of a lot of the, the bubbler system that goes through there. And uh, we just uh, finished uh, closing the tender on the installation part of the contract, the uh, delivery of the uh, new bubbler system is uh, probably about a week away and we're still scheduled to get that complete but first two weeks of October. So looking forward to getting that done. Okay, very good. Um, remind me, uh, are there any more lift stations that need to be renovated? Are, are they all up to? Well, most are in generally in good shape. Uh, we do have lift station number four, which is part of in the Lower West Building Peace. Canada program in Lower West Peace, and that one's due for next year's replacement. Uh, and as part of that, uh, we also have to look at uh, another smaller package lift station that is going to go in conjunction with that project that will be located in Upper West Peace, okay. uh, just to deal with some of the to overcome some of the grade issues that we're having in that area. And then probably going forward into future years, we'll probably look at lift station number five, which is located uh, just by Rural Concrete, just down that way by fitting in Rural Concrete down that uh, west side. There's a small uh, lift station that's basically a glorified septic tank with an effluent pump on it that pumps into a force main system that we'll probably look at replacing in the next two to three years. So yeah, I think the uh, biggest concern with those lift stations was the safety aspect of, of and with number four to be completed by whatever October or November of next year that uh, our and wastewater guys should feel safe. Okay. And we're much better off on lift station four. What we did was uh, we made it with a removable top last year which aids in them claiming they're no longer getting themselves into a confined space yeah. situation, so. Okay, good. So, uh, we shouldn't have any, uh, any uh, lost, lost time issues or worse. Okay, uh, sounds good. Any questions, uh, uh, Mr. McQuaig, uh, Councillor Downing? Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, Jim, I, Pat's Creek repair outside here, the building. Yes. It's looking different than I thought in regards <laughs> to what I imagined was going to happen as the asphalt in this in this alleyway is being removed. Is it just me or did I miss out on that part? No, of that uh, what we had to do was first stage was going in an evaluation of Pat's Creek and we've done completed that portion and uh, basically we're working with trying to coordinate our work with TELUS is doing the work in the back alley to install their new service uh, but uh, at the moment we're just waiting for our locate so we can start stripping away that top surface over top of the viaduct to uh, so now that we know what the inside looks like we need to look at what the outside structure is and where there's any voids in there. Uh, We've retained MPA engineering to assist us in that to make any recommendations once we have it exposed and then we'll refill and repair that and put that hatch back. So excavation is scheduled, uh, we're going to try to schedule it for next week. Your Worship, 
Go ahead. Um, so we're looking to have that road open again for winter, or what does that look like? We no, it should be open tell? for winter. Okay, yeah. so and the work in the alley is then Telus is not ours. That's correct. Okay, great, great. Thanks. Yeah. Well, we have a little portion in uh, as part of that Telus project because uh, they're going right over top of a storm system. So we're taking that opportunity to actually replace a section storm line in there as part of that project. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead. Um, with respect to line painting and stuff like that, how is that coming along? We're pretty much completed. We still have uh, some uh, yellow stop lines to put in on certain curbs. Uh, and there's uh, the, the one main uh, handicap stall installed by the movie theater now. And I think we've got one more crosswalk to also put in as well. So I'm hoping it might be the crosswalk over by the hospital and the senior's apartment? No, that one I don't think we'll get in this year. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Um, the other thing, so will the lines be the parking stalls on the west side of the new rec center, will they be repainted to make them the standard I width? I believe they have. Okay. I was there this morning and I wasn't sure. Also, could you just refresh our memories? Um, you're, you're thinking about working on a commercial and industrial infrastructure renewal policy. Is that for like, um, Streets in front of industrial areas? Or what is uh, that? Well, that one would kind of uh, look at the same kind of program that we were looking at for neighborhood renewal. But we have noted that you know the neighborhood renewal program does have a certain portion that allocates uh, one mil for residential and 0.5 mil for the commercial. Uh, so basically, under the existing neighborhood renewal program, we have nothing to really reflect some verbiage around how we're dealing with the industrial and commercial areas. Thank you. I, uh, I don't believe we put in half a mill for, uh, for commercial. That was part of the general, uh, that, that half mill was, was part of the, uh, the increase for the uh, the arena. Okay, and I'll have to go back and look at that, Your Worship. Okay. Um, so, is the line painting done every year? That's a, a yes. Uh, we focus on different areas each year. Okay. So basically. Uh, each set of lines will get refreshed every second year. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, okay. And I'll save my next question for corporate services. Okay, are we good with Mr. McQuig? Yes, sir. So that went there. Uh, so we'll be basically time dependent on between now and how the weather holds out. So whether I can promise getting that one done this year will be one thing. But we'll try to get it in if the weather cooperates with us. But it wasn't uh, part of this year's scheduled program to go in this year. It was scheduled to go in as next year's program this year's emphasis was more on uh, completing a lot of the stop lines and we did complete uh, a few of the crosswalks and the handicap stalls this year so that but would be the reason my, my understanding it was approved a year ago yes uh, that well not that particular one there was two other crosswalks that were ahead of that one so, Mr. McQuaig, this was just paint on the the um, street. It wasn't. Uh... Yeah. No, and I understand that. And he said, "Well, we'll uh, endeavor to get that in this year." Uh, but uh, 
under our actual line painting program, we have said we kind of divvied up into two different years and we have a focus every second year where the crosswalks would, majority of the crosswalks are next year's program. But we'll try to see what we can do for that one. That would be appreciated, I think, yeah. Given that we had a customer come in specifically for that item, maybe we should just bump it up and get it over and done with. We'll have a discussion with our public works. Yeah. Is that uh, the main reason why you came today? Oh. And uh, what, so that one is under engineering or infrastructure? Okay, I'll have to take a look at it. And this is at the hospital or at Garden yeah. Court? Garden Court's right across from the hospital. Yeah. And you, Your Worship, I, my take of that video is, uh, and maybe this gentleman could clarify that there's also a lineup for COVID testing and they, they have five vehicles staged in the parking lot. There's five more staged uh, in the entranceway. And then from that, they stage back into the street. And when I was tested, there was 15 cars there. And that's that example that this gentleman has brought kind of demonstrates. Yeah, but at the same time, I'd like to, with a no parking on our side of the street and in the garden. On the, on the west side of the street. Up to the medical center around the corner. Okay, we'll have to uh, get engineering to look at that and see what we can do there. Because uh, they park there and then there's obviously people that Can you uh, show this to Mr. McQuaig? He's sitting there at that desk. This guy here? Yeah. The Scottish looking guy. But shouldn't that ambulance have gone to the other entrance, the emergency entrance? Well, probably. Yeah, there is another part of the hospital okay. where we all go when we're. Okay. And they, you have yeah. to get in there. Okay. I noticed that they, uh, after the ambulance couldn't get in there, that they went and spray painted, or is all our first torch. It's already yellow. I'm no parking there. But those people, you know how people are. Okay. And they weren't moving or anything. Okay. So I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see no parking on one side. As it's the same thing as on the other side. The other side says no parking. I'd like to see no parking here. The hospital staff parks there right to the end of the street. Uh -huh. and they're close right next to each other and trying to get in and out of there where our driveway is going up a little bit of a hill. Uh -huh. So when we come down to the south side, we can't see on both sides. Uh -huh. okay. So I'd really like to uh, put a no parking in, in that section if we can to the medical center. Okay, so you, your, your big, biggest concern is that you get up to this intersection and you can't see cars coming because yeah. of the blinds. Yeah. Uh, they're restricting your view yeah. of oncoming traffic. Okay. Well, anybody that stays in Garden Court. Yeah. Well, yeah, I understand it's uh, not just you. Yeah. Three or not 300, but uh, 30, 40 people that stay in there. Right. And 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll uh, look at it for sure. Okay, thank you. And you can tell your friends at Gordon Court to show up next time. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Good night. <laughs> okay, we will move on to the Corporate Services CAO Monthly Report. Uh, thank you very much, Your, your Worship, there. Uh, before you, you have a copy of our uh, report. Um, we've uh, tried to add a few pictures this time uh, from corporate, uh, from the CAO's office. Uh, our big thing is we did have uh, the AUMA president, Barry Marishita, coming uh, for a visit, and uh, we went we took him to a couple of different issue areas and discussed the issues that we've, uh, we've had, uh, specifically sliding, um, and some of the funding problems that we've had. Uh, we did at the very beginning have uh, uh, County of Northern Sunrise reps show up also with us um, and uh, Northern Lights and MD of Peace actually uh, carried on uh, with the rest of the tour and uh, Barry and uh, some town councilors and the mayor. Uh, we showed them that obviously the past creek damage that we had there and uh, you know some of our great accomplishments um, at the five flags and plaque and that we're proud of. And then, of course, also the uh, new bridge that, uh, you know, uh, was instrumental from our council to uh, uh, basically lobby the province to do, which was uh, um, a very huge economic development program, as we all know. Um, we've been uh, working on the uh, municipal uh, emergency plan. Uh, we expect it to be uh, uh, hopefully completed uh, in December. That's what we're aiming for. And uh, we're continuing to work with the crime prevention pilot program uh, when I'm able to, uh, to join on uh, uh, the uh, um, uh, programs uh, they do once a week. Uh, um, I do uh, this last little while I've, I've missed a, a few of them. Um, we did do the Pats Creek uh, inspection and the Pats Creek inspection now uh, was, uh, we just had to wait until it was dry. And, but uh, when it finally, uh, was mainly uh, safe first enter. We we went through that and noticed that uh, the ma majority of damages just uh, across from Panago. Uh, couldn't there's uh, down below it seemed very fine. Um, in uh, July and August, I had received uh, 583 emails in July and 849 in August. Uh, we did a little scenario about when I've been getting these emails and not only emails when I would receive but uh, read and actually when I would send off uh, between four and eight in the morning, eight and 12 seems to be uh, you know, a couple of uh, emails that I'd be doing anyway. Um, and my sleep time is from 12 to four. So <laughs> that was one of the weird things that we noticed, but it's a, a wide variety of different little things that uh, we're dealing with, as you can see. Um, bylaw enforcement is one of the bigger issues that I've also been uh, uh, in our area has been working on. We've uh, been re responding to uh, reports and, and um, uh, from constituents uh, trying to uh, really deal with some high um, problemed areas. And uh, we're still working on some grants. Um, the $813,000 municipal uh, stimulus funding program that we're uh, waiting uh, for the province to physically uh, come on back and say yay or nay, um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, human resources has been uh, doing their thing all the way through, especially with COVID uh, going first from uh, sending everyone uh, working from home to now bringing them slowly back in, making sure that we do uh, the workplace assessments uh, and following through. And then of course, ensuring that, uh, you know, we have the proper protocols inside the facility to ensure that uh, safety of our employees are always uh, maintained there. Um, Communication coordinator has uh, been, been extremely busy this last uh, couple of months. 
Uh, of course, the big, uh, big jump was the uh, survey on August 14th of the mass survey. Uh, as you can see, it's, uh, it was one of the biggest uh, uh, topics we've had in a while. And then, of course, that survey uh, produced uh, the most results of any survey we've ever done. Um, I'll leave it to uh, corporate services to take it from here. So if Greg would like to uh, uh, put his two bits in. Are you stored your thunder? He did. I'm available to answer any questions if there's anything. Um, I'm just flipping to that section now. Fire chiefs out of town this week. Calls have been pretty um, consistent compared to previous years. I think total total call volume. I'm um, looking at last year's down a couple incidents uh, down probably about 20% or so from um, previous years, which is kind of impressive because we're not responding to as many medical service calls. We made the decision at the beginning of the COVID outbreak that our, uh, we wouldn't be responding to EMT calls at that time of which we um, were assisting. So in terms of uh, other types of calls and, and stats, they're now, um, stats probably maintained. Uh, we're back to doing our training, our Tuesday night trainings for the fire departments. And, uh, good uh, turnout for those. How many fire hydrants were you supposed to flush this month and how many are you planning to do this year? And did, uh, did, uh, uh, and did uh, Tim Harris's water pressure go up? Uh, the second question, yes. Uh, we've had there's been a big increase to water pressure in the south end. I think a lot of the residents down there are quite happy with it. Um, well, I think the residents are, but Tim Harris wasn't. He said it didn't uh, change much for him, so we told him to uh, clean out his aspirators. <laughs> Mr. McQuaig, do you have anything further on that? I have not had a chance today to talk to Chief Harris, see if uh, if that resolved the uh, issue or not. I did talk to Mr. Menza and he said his water pressure was great, but he, uh, he didn't notice much of a change in the last uh, few weeks, but he said the real change came when we changed out those uh, water lines up, up along that street. But, uh, okay, uh, so you don't have anything on fire hydrants? Uh, no, fire hydrants are, uh, it's kind of, it's a joint effort. The fire hydrants are the property and responsibility of the uh, water and works department. So we, we assist and facilitate, but actual testing and, and whatnot would be done through that department. Oh, well, they said they, they, they didn't have anything on their list um, with respect to fire hydrants, so I guess they weren't done or something like that. <laughs> well, having said okay. that, up, uh, we are uh, replacing a number of hydrants this year as we're going through and doing our maintenance checks on them. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, do people have questions? Uh, I do. They with the you're the money guy. So the Pat's Creek repair here is that um, coming out of our uh, Gene's pocket or somebody else's, and maybe some other level of government, perhaps. Uh, that's a to be determined. So our 
our claim that we've submitted through the Disaster Financial Assistance Program is still navigating through that process. Um, we had done our initial claim um, and the stage two for that required more um, comprehensive budget type numbers. We weren't able to provide those until quite recently and we're still in the, in the middle of doing that because we weren't able to get into the culvert until a couple weeks ago and see what the actual damage was. So right. now that that's done, now there's more concrete information, we're able to put in a more accurate um, amount for a claim submission and, and be able to back that up. Great, thanks. Um, Mr. Mayor, um, I just have a question. I think it's of the CAO, um, that light catch app, is it working? or too early or what? Oh, so so what it is, is I've downloaded it onto my, my phone here and I've been monitoring it for a while. Uh, I think a couple of other individuals have uh, monitored it. So um, we, we're just uh, monitoring uh, what are the types of things that are being used for it right at this moment. And after we get a good feel for it, we'll come on back and, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, we probably will just be saying, you know, if the public wants to uh, download it, it'd be great, but that's probably about the, the, the farthest connection we're gonna have right at this moment. Um, because I, I can't see us like paying for anything uh, on this, this light catch. It's more of like a, just another way of doing a citizen's patrol type aspect. Uh, there is, there uh, and, 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 and like I said, I, I've been monitoring quite a bit. So I'll, I'll give a full report probably in about another three months around Christmas time and just show you exactly what type of reports that we've been getting. Um, and, and you can see, uh, you know, how effective it is. And, and to us, it'd probably be more of a encourage people to download it themselves as opposed to physically pay for anything. Thanks. So we don't, we're, we're not, uh, we're not paying any money for it. Are we? No, we're not. No, it's a free, it's a free, um, it's a free app right at this particular moment. And so uh, what it is, is that there's a whole bunch of different reports. And, and like I said, uh, for example, there was a vehicle that was stolen. Um, uh, there's a couple of vehicles that were stolen, trailer that was stolen, a vehicle that was stolen. Um, and then you would see the reports of, uh, in the various areas of where it was seen. Um, in some cases, uh, there'll be cases where individuals are uh, reported as suspicious activity. Watch out for this, this particular vehicle. He's driving slow in front of my place. You know, uh, you know, things like that. So some are proactive, as in, or prevention aspect of it, and some are more really specifically. Here's a vehicle that was stolen. This last time we saw it. You know, if you have to see it, report it to the police, and, and you know, it'll have a picture of the vehicle uh, that was taken or the trailer that was taken, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, just to. To add to that, uh, so with the light catch, uh, Deputy Manager, there was, I think there was two routes that that uh, administration was looking at. One was the, the presentation from Darren Boyer and was more of a paid thing about having some of our facilities on video, which I'm not sure um, we would be going that road as, what, uh, as per what Mr. Parker had said. But what I can tell you, as far as the app goes, we've recovered numerous stolen vehicles. Um, we've been able to report suspicious activity throughout the area. Um, we now have the Light Catch app um, tied in with Rural Crime Watch. So uh, Councillor Karina Williams from Northern Sunrise County is now a moderator of that app. And the information that she has given to Rural Crime Watch from the RCMP is also uploaded onto that app as well and right now my understanding is um, like if you go on the app if you download the app go on the app um, it'll show you how many users are in with within your area but in in this region we have over a thousand users now and you're one of the thousand oh yeah okay yeah yeah the app works Uh, okay, um, Mr. Parker, uh, uh, 
well, I, I guess Councillor Ford had us uh, had us uh, do uh, do an early early uh, kick at the can on the express lane approval line. Is there anything we want to add there right now, or we'll just leave that? Out? If, if you talked about the the one individual we talked about who came on in, I, I was able to make contact with the individual, and uh, we'll be having a discussion on. Thursday, I, I've invited him to come in on Thursday, um, and if it uh, uh, any of his questions that he needs asked uh, and his development, if that's the one you're talking about, uh, yeah, I think we'll be able to solve uh, quite a few of them. Um, he's hoping uh, just to be all ready for Thursday and okay. for our meeting. Very good. We'll leave it at that. We don't want to prejudice anything here. That, that's correct, Your Worship. Okay, good. Any other questions? Okay, now we can uh, take a kick at community services. Uh, what, what do you wish to highlight, Ms. Bell? Oh, sorry, Your Worship, just making a technical adjustment to my screen here, so you're not staring at my under my cupboard. Um, I'm not sure there's too much to highlight unfortunately this is rather unusual for my department not to have a list of statistics and events and programs that we offered over the summer months there are some items like our summer programs um, they were very low attendance compared to our previous years for various reasons um, facilities reopened in the summer, it feels like quite a long time ago, but it was actually just two and a half months ago that both facilities opened up to the general public again in July. And our stats are slowly growing as people become more comfortable, more accustomed, as we add more programs and services um, to our schedules. We're seeing a slight uh, uptake in those numbers, but very low stats in comparison to uh, year to date at the same time. So if anyone has any questions. Can? Let her go. Sorry. Um, so Ms. Bell, um, the new park or the park that's gonna be rejuvenated up by the reservoir um, yes. by next spring or when is the time frame to get that all back together? It's looking good right now, but. Yeah, and then we're gonna go and mess it up again. Um, <laughs> It does look lovely right now. It's seeded and ready for some fall grass. Um, what we're actually going to do is a neighborhood consultation prior to the design at that site. We'll do a survey out to the immediate um, residents in that area looking for demographics, feedback and ideas of their preferences for what we would put back in the location. Um, and the plan would be that we do installation for spring as soon as we possibly could, weather dependent, of course, uh, spring 2021. Councillor Needham. Uh, uh, Tanya, just uh, the Darcy Hogan Memorial, did you have a date nailed down on that that you could share with us? As far as we know, it's October 10th. Unfortunately, I don't have any detailed information. They are still working some of the uh, timing around that event out because there are significant restrictions. Of course, it'll be a maximum of 100 people. Um, there is talk of a, um, a hockey game in conjunction with that unveiling of the monument. So again, unfortunately, I don't have much details other than the, the date of October 10th right. so far. We will stand by then. Yeah, and I will pass along as soon as I have more details in regards to that. Um, so this year we weren't able to do the school, uh, the school student section of the downtown beautification uh i hopefully we'll be able to do it next year will the theme be uh sports i given that the games 55 55 games are going to be happening so we'll yeah i'm not sure actually that alicia had a further section of panels planned 
for other areas within the downtown. So I'll have to chat with her about that. Um, but that's something we could look at adding for sure. Okay. Um, anybody else want to put Ms. Dell on a hotspot? Okay. Or just ask a question as opposed to hotspot. <laughs> I'm sure somebody must have a question around the taxi pass program. <laughs> because <laughs> those okay. numbers are down too. There you go. Well, everybody can walk now. Yeah. And just wait until they get that pedestrian bridge underneath the new bridge. Actually, I think that will help a lot. Okay, um, we will uh, just a motion to accept uh, the uh, the three uh, three reports for information purposes. Okay, uh, Ms. Downing, all in favor? There's a proclamation request, Rail Safety Week. Uh, what is there anything special you want me to do there, Ms. McQuaig? Uh, your Worship, this was for your consideration. Uh, Ms. Hume um, can, uh, can or may, look, <laughs> my apologies, uh, can prepare the documents for your signature if uh, this is something that you want to pursue. It would uh, take effect uh, the 21st. The 27th is Rail Safety Week this year. Okay. Are there any reasons why I shouldn't do Rail Safety Week? Um, <laughs> no, but isn't this something we do every year? Yeah. yeah. It is, but the town's proclamation policy leaves it to discretion of the mayor. So oh. we are bringing it to him for his discretion. Okay. okay, well, get a black Sharpie and we'll sign it off. Um, so maybe... Uh, Maybe a motion to uh, declare, uh, to proclaim Rail Safety Week uh, from September 21st to 27th. Who wants to do that? Mr. Good, all in favor? Uh, any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Any uh, comments from the public? To be had. Well, I guess we had those from uh, gentlemen from Garden Court. Uh, so we'll see what we can do for them. Uh, any uh, any key communication items, Ms. Yu? Pretty thin meeting. I've got some work ahead of me with regards to the mask thing. Um... And yeah, uh, I believe there's two reporters on the line that would like to ask some questions as well. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess, Mr. Trenton, you'll, you'll let the, uh, the newbie ask the first question or are you gonna set the pace here? You'll have to unmute your mic. I'm all about orders, so by all means, um, the newbie can go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, well, sometimes there's a rule out there, age before beauty. Okay, um, I'm 40, so give me two seconds. Uh, I uh, hope that doesn't go on the minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess uh, one of the questions I have about the uh, is about the snow removal, and I'm just uh, sorry. Give me my recorder. Is there we go. So, about in terms of the snow removal, uh, where do you hope to take that in terms of direction on what you want to do with that in terms of enforcement or uh, education, anything like that? Uh, we'll let Mr. Parker answer that. Hmm. 
Thank you very much, Your Worship. Uh, yeah, for, so for enforcement, we're looking at really for the, about the next 18 months, which would be two winter cycles to be doing more education than anything else. Uh, because the policy slightly uh, is changed and uh, it is going from overnight to actually during the daytime when majority of people are working, uh, we're anticipating that uh, it shouldn't be as difficult um, uh, for people to catch on, but the idea is we're not going to be really um, issuing out citations. We're going to be given just uh, educational components uh, to the public uh, for the next uh, basically 18 months. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Kapler, is that how I pronounce it? Do you have a question? Hi there. Um, no, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Uh, and Ms. Thompson isn't on the uh, on the Zoom meeting. Okay, so we will uh, recess for about five minutes, and then we'll go in camera. So uh, recess declared. <laughs>